This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the radio. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Norcom, your audiovisual information technology solutions provider, Norcom.com, JTM Food Group. Let's create great dishes together. Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and by MSA Design. Design, create, innovate. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet, home of lifetime powertrain protection and guaranteed credit approval. From our family to yours for life, visit KelseyChev.com. Ucrate, your custom crating and shipping solution. Visit Ucrate.com. And by United Dairy Farmers, UDF now makes donuts in our new family bakery from our own recipe. The Reds are on the radio. Now the Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network on 700 WLW. Happy opening day, Eve. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League along with Jim Day and the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. We're all in studio. We are all live and we are all geared up to talk opening day baseball. Jim Day, good to see you again, Cowboy. I'm sure you're very excited as well for opening day. Yes, I am. Ready to rock and roll. Let's do this. Opening day, Eve. It is. Love it. We've got a loaded show. We'll talk lots of Reds baseball today. Uh, coming up, we'll have Brian Giesenslaw on in the second half hour. He'll talk what to expect of Bally Sports Ohio. But right now, it's Reds president and COO, Phil Castellini. Happy to have Phil on. Phil, thanks so much. And, uh, boy, I don't know that uh, you. it's hard to put into words how excited we all are to have fans back in the stands for opening day. There's no doubt about it. It's been a long time coming. Well, talk about what uh, what should fans expect when they come to the ballpark. I, I know with a lot of protocols, there's there's going to be a lot of, of newness that, that fans will have to get used to tomorrow when they're coming out of the ballpark. So, so what are the things that people should really look for and expect when they come to the ballpark to watch opening day? Well, the good news is it's, it's much of what you expect when you've been going out to bars, restaurants, retail. So you're going to see that reminder signage package we've created a, a, a fun baseball theme package, you know, stay safe by covering all the bases and the bases representing the mask, the social distancing and washing of the hands. So that signage overlay, you'll see starting at Crossley Terrace and all the way through the ballpark, there'll be PA messages and, and scoreboard reminders on the front end of the game. There'll be those PA messages throughout the game. All of the staff working the game will be reminding fans that we got to have those masks on and up over your mouth and nose for the entire game. Uh, you know, in between bites and, and sips of that ice cold Budweiser, we need to have those masks up. And we've got the building all uh, potted out and sectioned off uh, and, and seats strapped down where you're not supposed to be. And, and it'll be appropriately spaced like you've seen the NFL and, and NBA and NCAA games. Uh, that potting is what it's been referred to. So we've got all those protocols in place. And as you know, we've got a bunch of great stuff changes to the ballpark that were made between 19 and 20 that we're getting to unveil now a year later. Phil, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about the new baby. We 
thought we were going to get to use it last year, but didn't quite get to it. The Boone County Press Club. Tell well, me about you it. know, Cowboy, that's a great question. We've been looking at that press box for a, a long time, and uh, we had some uh, suites down the third baseline. We contemplated building out a club there, but in the end decided that um, – building out the club in the old press box and moving the press down to that third baseline, which is exactly what we've done. And, and, and a really nice press uh, uh, space was created that, that those guys got to see last year. But the Bourbon Club is just amazing. Boone County Distilling is the sponsor of it, but it's a bourbon-themed club uh, in, in the renovated press box called the Press Club. And it's kind of a swanky, uh, an old-school speakeasy meets a swanky contemporary bar. And just a really nice setting, all-you-can-eat-and-drink. It, it's a high-end, uh, full-service ticket uh, package, mostly being sold through season tickets at this point, especially at the reduced capacity. But it's, uh, there's not a finer place to watch a ball game in all of sport, and we're really happy to be getting that uh, out to our fans this year for the first time. Well, in between innings, I've been trying to find that secret door. and Maybe you could come by and help me with that so I can slide in there during the game. Uh, we're Joe Z, man. We, we put him in the bat cave back there. So right when you get into that bourbon barrel entry, you that first panel on your left, you push, and it's got that magnetic click, and, and Joe Z is hiding back there. I'll help you out with that, Cowboy, tomorrow. You, you, you yeah. just stick with me. I asked this question for Cowboy because he's enamored with food. Obviously, you have new items in the ballpark each year. Um, I'm sure you were going to roll out some last year, but now that fans are back, what can we expect uh, for some vittles at the ballpark? Well, the, well a Cowboy, if he goes to a fry box, he can get himself some some more, uh, some, some more fries, which is salty fries topped with miniature M&M's, chocolate sauce, mini marshmallows, and cinnamon and toast crunch. That'll go, that'll go right with his... Uh, Pure cane sugar Coca-Cola that I know he loves to chug. <laughs> yeah, baby. You get a spicy chicken sandwich. It's topped with since nice uh, hot sauce. And then we've also got some wicked nachos. Our buddy Elmer at Queen City Sausage has got that hot smoked sausage uh, topping that nacho cheese and salsa and jalapeno peppers for those wicked nachos. So those are a couple items. And then we've got the Buffalo uh, Wings and Rings is in the in the stadium for the first time. They're They're sponsoring the – machine room but we've got the machine room being used for players families and uh, wives and families and so you're going to be able to get that elsewhere uh, in, in the in the ballpark up in the handlebar but we're excited to have them in the building as well that sounds outstanding some good food options that love always love a good spicy chicken sandwich as well i'm, I'm it's outstanding Good stuff. Uh, there's also, I know you're always working on family sections as well and, and, and trying to always cater to families. There's a new family zone at the ballpark. Can you tell us about the TriHealth family zone? Yeah, and thanks to the partnership with TriHealth, we've effectively built a second fan zone up on the view level. That southwest corner of the building has always been kind of a group sales space, but some of the best views uh, of the river in the city. Uh, and so we've renovated that space. There's a new playground up there. There's a couple of wiffle ball batting cages where the kids get to hit balls like they're hitting them in the river uh, into a net. There's uh, swings similar to the ones you see at Smale Riverfront Park. Of course, we've got a bar up there so you can get your ice-cold beverage and continue to watch the game. But two most important things, a second nursing suite for those moms bringing babies to the game, and then we believe one of the first of its kind, a sensory suite, 
that is for kids that may have autism, other, other sensory disorders. There's a place that they can come and relax. It's, it's quiet, soundproof. There's the bubble machines and, and some soft places for them to hang out, little nooks. And so it's a great place to come maybe for a family who's got, you know, a family member that a big, loud, crowded stadium uh, is, is, it can be problematic. So there's a place where they can go and decompress and hopefully be able to stay at the game longer. So, again, it's, it's for families of all ages, but certainly – geared towards the, the more of the toddler age, but uh, fun for all ages up there in the Tri-Health Family Zone. We're just uh, wild about the partnership and, and what we're able to bring to fans thanks to uh, Tri-Health. Phil, what can we tell our fans that are, that are used to sitting in the, in the same spot every single time? I, I know that we're going we're gonna to have to move people and, and try, to, try to accommodate everyone, and I, I think that everybody needs to know that it, it's not going to be perfect, but we're doing the best we can. Yeah, no question, Cowboy. You know, we had to wait till we understood the, the full occupancy. And once we got the approval at 30 percent, uh, we then worked for, you know, about six weeks to talk to every single season ticket holder and, and, and you know, explain to them where they, their relocation spot was. And just to paint a picture for that, imagine we've got about 330-some-odd seats in the Diamond Club, and only 100 of them got to stay. And now you're displacing them to the next best seat as scout, and you're replacing scout people to the next best seat, which is so that was the the the, the process. Uh, and so you you imagine doing that starting behind home plate and going all the way through the bowl. Our our season ticket holders have continued to be tremendous partners and, and supporters of the Reds, and I would say we had very little issue. Some people rolled their their uh, money into next season if they weren't happy with the change, because in some cases you were changing. Uh, maybe relatively dramatically. In others, it was a row or two up or over. But it, it took a while to work through that process. Uh, but, again, our, our fans were gracious in handling that situation. And then the balance of once we had those people all replaced, we then opened it up to single-game sales. So I will tell you, if we get to uh, reopen the ballpark at higher capacity, we will not go back through a relocation process will simply just sell the balance of whatever inventory we're given uh, at a single game, and then we'll be hopefully getting everybody back to their traditional season ticket seats uh, for next season. I had a fan ask me today about fireworks, how they missed them last year. Uh, can we expect some fireworks on Fridays? You, you can, and if you go on Reds.com, you can see exactly which Fridays there are. Nice. Uh, but it, 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 it is, um, I believe it's at least uh, 13 uh Fridays uh, over the course of the season, um, but we're looking forward to that as well, and and, um, and I know Rozzy is as well, so uh, those will be back, and and, uh, and we'll get those same great Rozzy shows that we've all become accustomed to. Phil, thanks so much, uh, and, and before we let you go, I know there's a lot of folks that are still, uh, I think, trying to figure out the availability for tickets, things like that. How can folks get tickets this year? The same as always, or is that always the whole process? Always You know, the, 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 the weekend is, is looking good, but great availability for tickets the balance of the season. You know, I think there was, uh, you, you know, we've got plenty of room, and we hope that things to open up, and so uh, I'm going to be um, – continuing to work on programs that make sure people understand there's plenty of availability. You can still get to the, to the ballpark uh, pretty much uh, most games throughout the balance of the season. We're going to be working on campaigns to make sure people understand that's available. And, you know, we've got one other significant change this year, and I, I heard on your intro that Brian's going to talk a little bit about it. But tomorrow marks uh, the first um, launch of the, the Reds. Uh, network in the new brand. So Fox Sports Ohio will become officially tomorrow 
for opening day's broadcast, Valley Sports Ohio, Valley Sports Ohio um, and we're looking forward to that and, and great programming pregame. And as you know, we've got a lot of the same faces on the broadcast, but adding some new ones in John Sadak and Barry Larkin. So we're excited for those changes, and I think you're going to hear a little bit more about that from Brian later. But uh, at least for now, the only other uh, housekeeping on that is the Fox Sports Go app will continue to be the place you go to stream the games, uh, at least for the first couple homestands, as I understand it, um, or the first, uh, first couple weeks of the season anyway. But otherwise, look for that new branding and, and new ad- ad- advancements and technology and, and, uh, and uh, what you see on the uh, pre, post, and in-game graphics. Uh, and we're excited about that partnership. And uh, tomorrow's the first day for Valley. Sports Ohio. No question. Thanks so much, Phil. Appreciate the time. All right, and, guys. Uh, Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. All Thank right, you, Phil. We'll see you. That is Res President and COO Phil Castellini talking some Reds baseball. The rotation is pretty well set. We'll discuss that. Jonathan India is on the team. We'll discuss his spring as well. All that continues. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks Budweiser and uh, the Holy Grail Banks Budweiser and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Reds fans, we're excited to welcome you back to Great American Ballpark this season. We've worked with government officials in partnership with TriHealth and St. Elizabeth Healthcare to ensure the safety of you and your family when visiting the ballpark. Be sure to cover your bases and help each other stay safe while having fun cheering on the Reds. For a full list of safety protocols and procedures, visit reds.com safe. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. So we get ready for opening day with Jim Day and the Cowboy. I'm Tommy Thrall. That sounds like that should be uh, like a morning club, morning radio show group. Tommy, Jim Day, and the Cowboy. You got to get up at like 3, 4 in the morning. That 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 ain't happening for Cowboy. I'm out. That ain't Uh, happening. You act like he's the only one, like you would want to get up at that time. Oh, yeah, I'm an early riser. If we could yeah, start right. at 3 in the morning, I would be good. But there's nobody else that's awake. <laughs> that's the only way you would be able to do a shift like that. Just stay up all night, you'd be ready to go. As soon as the sun comes up, my skin starts to burn. <laughs> Talking Reds baseball, uh, and uh, the, the Derek Johnson spoke today about the rotation. The rotation is now set after Tyler Malley will go after Luis Castillo, Jeff Hoffman, then Jose DeLeon and Wade Miley. Uh, J- Jim, you, you, were, you were there when uh, – Derek Johnson was talking mm-hmm. about the rotation today. I was a little surprised. I don't know if you guys were that Wade Miley was going fifth. You yeah. know, I think all along I assumed he would go after Tyler Malley in the rotation. So yeah. once Sonny Gray went down and and we kind of had a clearer picture of how the first two slots were go, I just assumed that he would kind of move up along, but not the case. Yep. Derek explained it. They're going to go Castillo, Malley, Hoffman, DeLeon, and then Miley is because he got a late start. They want him to throw one more time, build himself up a little bit before he has to pitch, and give him rest time before he would make his first start, which would come against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So that kind of just worked out that his late start played into that. So, you know, there's a few question marks that still remain, uh, whether Joey Votto is going to be in the lineup tomorrow. I was at the workout today, by the way. They had a scrimmage. Uh, speaking of the rotation, Sonny Gray threw in that scrimmage. This is how they lined them up, just in case you're wondering. I don't know if this is going to be lined up, but defensively it was Vado, India at second, 
Suarez at shortstop, Mustakas at third, outfield of Winker, Sinzel, Castellanos, Barnhart behind the plate. Whether or not we see that tomorrow, don't know. I think we will. Yeah, I think, I think that's a too. safe bet. I think yeah. we will too. But, you know, Joey Votto has still not been activated. So yeah. he that's... looked from what I saw, he looked fine. But and, he, and Only Joey could decide. That. And he's not on any uh, designated, time-designated injured list. He can be activated at any time, yeah. which I think is very important in this whole process. Roster has to be in by noon tomorrow. So we will know by noon tomorrow whether yeah. or not Joey Votto will be the Reds' opening day first baseman. Cowboy, we saw Jeff Hoffman quite a bit this spring, him and Jose De Leon. There were glimpses where Hoffman looked great, in particular the start he had against the Rockies. What did you see from him? Because uh, he's one that is a relative unknown to fans unless they went to spring training, maybe saw him pitch. Uh, what did you see out of him? What can we expect from Jeff Hoffman? I think as far as physical tools, uh, I love what he's got. Uh, I think the, the biggest issue is, is he going to bring the – the challenge to the batter at the plate like we saw in the Rockies game. Uh, there, were, there was no doubt in my mind, and you, were not, you and I were doing that ball game, there's no doubt in my mind that, that he had a, had a chip on his shoulder in that game. And, and I think when Hoffman pitches with that chip on his shoulder, he's a much better pitcher. Now, there are a lot of things that the guys were working on in, in spring training, and I get all of that, and I understand it. But fans don't understand that because – if you're a fan and you're looking at this from Cincinnati and the teams in Arizona, uh, you see that the guy gave up four or five runs in three innings, and you think, well, what is this guy going to do for us? I-, I think that ultimately for Jeff Hoffman, he's got new life in Cincinnati. He knows that. The key for him is to get off to a good start. The way that you get off to a good, good start is get after it. I was asked today of the the new additions that have been made, in particular to the pitching staff, who who is the most intriguing? And uh, the name to me that comes to mind is Carson Fulmer, just because of Derek Johnson's history with him. He recruited him at Vanderbilt. Uh, I think there's still a lot of potential, untapped potential with him throughout his uh, his major league career to this point. So he's one that, that I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out. So I'll ask you guys, is, is there somebody that the Reds have acquired here in spring training uh, that, that's intriguing to you? I, I think for me, uh, I, I would say Carson Fulmer. I, I've not gotten to see him throw a whole lot. But the most intriguing to me is Jose De Leon mm-hmm. uh, because of the velocity, the fact that he has a, an elite changeup, and the fact that he's either striking you out, walking, or giving up a home run. I mean, that, that's kind of where we are in baseball now. And, and I watch him, and I think if he can keep the ball in the ballpark, he's slick. Yeah, one at bat, you're like, man, he's got some nasty stuff. Next minute, you're like, oh, man, that's a long home run. Um, but he's got the stuff if he can put it all together. There's Carson, no question. Carson Fulmer reuniting with Derek Johnson, whom Derek uh, recruited to Vanderbilt. That was one thing intriguing to come over for the Cincinnati Reds. And, and one thing that Derek said today that he likes about Carson Fulmer, one, he's never been on the injured list. He's never had an injury. He's durable. He can pitch three days in a row. He even talked about it today. I can pitch three days in a row. So he's got that durability that you want out of the bullpen. And uh, those two are reunited. And we've seen Derek do some magical things with pitchers. Intriguing. It might not be a new guy, but I can't get past TJ Antone. He's the most intriguing guy on the entire roster on the cusp of stardom. I can't wait to see him pitch. I think there is a lot of excitement in the way the Reds are going to be using him too. I think that is really intriguing. I'm excited to see how that plays out because we're going to see him in a wide variety of roles right-handed josh Hader, he really is 
You hit the nail on the head. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch him pitch. Uh, a lot more to get to. We'll talk about the Reds shortstop, A. Eugenio Suarez. Still kind of feels weird to say. Reds shortstop, A. Eugenio Suarez. We'll talk about how we think that's going to work out. The Reds infield as a whole. Of course, we'll have to talk some Jonathan India as well. A lot to get to. Brian Giesenslaw joins us when we return. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks Budweiser and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks Budweiser and UDF with Jim Day and the Cowboy Jeff Brantley. I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks so much for joining us. A new Split the Pot jackpot is now available online with a rolling jackpot of over $95,000. Buy tickets now at Reds5050.com and the jackpot will continue to grow until the conclusion of the game tomorrow. That is opening day in case you live under a rock. April the 1st. Remember, you must be 18 or older and in the state of Ohio to purchase. Visit reds5050.com. want to welcome in Brian Giesenslaw from now Bally Sports Ohio. Are you used to saying that yet, Brian? I'm repeating it consistently uh, in the car, at home, wherever I can, just to try and get it embedded in my brain. Who's going who's gonna to slip up first and mess it up? I'm just trying to make sure it's not me. Well, the odds are on moi. <laughs> Oozing with confidence over there, Jim Day. That's right. That's right. Only been saying it for now 20 years. So, so is there a fine jar that you guys are going to have somewhere in the booth to where anytime anybody says it, you drop a, you know, couple bucks in there? Should be. I think that's a good idea. I think we can, I think we can work with that. Jim? Well, John Sadak has an unfair advantage because he's coming in here exactly. and that's all he knows. Right. Exactly. So that's unfair. So he should have to put in double. Or triple. If I think you. I think you got. You know, he's a rookie. Yeah. I think you guys. Every time somebody slips up, he has to match it. All right. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I think that's fair. Sorry, John. Chucking you right under the bus. <laughs> Hang with him. Yeah, I'll put some thought into this. Though. Yeah, welcome to the show. Appreciate the thought and the effort. Thanks for having me, guys. This is good. This is good. Well, let's Excited. talk. About, let's talk about it, Brian. I, I I know there's. It's a new brand. Uh, it was you know Fox owned it. Uh, the networks for a long time. Uh, all the regional sports networks that that were Fox branded. Uh, is this just a rebrand, or is there so much more to this? Well, it's uh, it's first and foremost a rebrand. It's first and foremost, yeah, obviously the name change. And in the short term, I think Jim would agree. In the short term, I think we're looking forward to you know the message being the channel doesn't change, uh, your favorite teams don't change, the outstanding coverage that we built as a Fox Sports region doesn't change. Uh, all of those things will remain relatively the same, with the exception of. Kind of a new look, new graphics, new music, uh, maybe a new presentation in some ways. And then what's down the road, you know, I don't think we're all, any of us are completely sure, but there's, there's an exciting future, I think, when you start something new and when you start with uh, something that we're looking down the road at all of uh, things, so many things changing with the way we watch and consume live sporting events. And I think we're going to be out front with some of that, and I look forward to that, but you know, right now, let's get on the air and let's all get the name right. I got a look at the, well, well, we'll give it a shot on that that new name. No, I think we'll be all right. Uh, the new graphics are, you know, it's going to be the same channel, the same coverage, but seriously, the graphics are slick looking. They look yeah. really, really good. So I'm excited about that. And then opening day tomorrow, uh, Bally Sports has a, a pregame show that gets underway at 11 a.m. Big yep. opening day show. And then we yep. get it kicked off at three, correct? 
Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, this will be the trivia question, hopefully someday when uh, when this is all a huge success, was what was the first uh, program that signed on to Bally Sports Ohio, the live event, and that's going to be Red Live pregame at 3 o'clock from opening day tomorrow afternoon. So we hope we don't stumble out of the gate. We're going to talk to Sam here today. We're, we're getting locked in. We're getting ready to go. Uh, but it's exciting. I think change is exciting. You can, you know, you can look at it and, and frame it in that we're changing the name and some of the direction of what we're doing on the broadcast side. The Reds have certainly changed the way they do some things. And I think all of that happening on opening day is, is the perfect way to mesh and bring the two together, and, and hopefully we all get off on a good foot. You and Sam LeCure on pre- and post-game shows, uh, some dork doing sidelines. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, John Sadak doing play-by-play. Chris Welsh is back. Uh, Jeff Brantley will be doing some games. And then I got, there's a name on here, Barry Larkin. Who's he? Mm, ah, uh, that guy. Yeah, I had to do. Uh, had to Google that. No, obviously. Listen, this is, uh, with all the changes and with, with some new voices and those things, uh, I think it's going to be great. And, and what I've been intrigued about and thinking about this Larkin thing since it was announced and since we found out it was going to happen was, you know, I just thought about the connection that he had with the fan base as a player uh, of being one of those special guys that we love here, that grew up here, that made his mark here, that only wore this uniform, never wore another uniform. And those are some of the guys we love the most. Uh, in Cincinnati, and to bring him back and have him have the ability to reestablish and re- reconnect with the fan base, again, this time from a different perspective and a different position, obviously much different. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Uh, I know he's excited, and if I'm turning on the television or watching and listening to the Reds this season, I can't wait to hear you know how he does it, how he views the game, how he relates it, uh, how he teaches it and talks about it, uh, given where he's been and the Hall of Fame career that he had, but I think it's going to be outstanding. Don't you think, Brian, that fans will enjoy having not only – I mean, we've had pitchers in that booth for, for so long, <laughs> and, and I think you, you get really um, a, a change. You, you, get, you get kind of both sides of the fence, and I, I think sure. – I mean, Chris has always done a phenomenal job explaining pitching and, and doing a great job in the booth. But I think that now you'll get you'll get two sides. You'll get Chris on the pitching side, and then you'll get Barry on the position player side. And I think it, I just think it makes for a a great alternate as you move throughout the season to have both sides explain. I think it's going to be great for the for the folks that use TV as their medium to to watch the game. Less whining for sure. <laughs> no, you're right. But then. Uh, and I loved how, how Larkin, you know, was giving you and Chris a hard time about being, you know, the voice of the pitcher. And, and yeah, I do think it's going to be different. We all see the game differently. Certainly uh, someone that had the career that he has has seen it differently. But the other thing that I'm excited about is he didn't just retire as a player. He hasn't been uh, in a broadcast booth the last 15 or 20 years. And so I think that adds to the perspective that he'll bring because he's certainly worked within the game. He's worked within the Reds organization, but he's watched a lot of baseball from a fan's perspective. I know since he got out of the game and and whenever he can. And I think that perspective is going to even add to what he sees and uh, how he relates, not only from a baseball on the field analysis type 
uh, way of seeing things, but he's been a fan. Uh, he's seen the way the game has evolved. He's seen where it's going. I think some of it he likes. Some of it he probably doesn't like. I think we'll hear about that. And then with so many other issues that, that have been swirling around in society, you know, the last few years, he's been very involved and had it, has his stand and a take and an opinion on a lot of those things that are impacting the game and the players in the game. And I think he'll have a unique understanding of that. And I just think it's going to be more than just, hey, here's a former Hall of Fame player uh, who's going to talk us through nine innings of this baseball game. I think it's going to be a lot deeper than that with Larkin. Brian Giesenslaw will be kicking off Reds coverage tomorrow, 3 o'clock with Reds Live, the pregame show ahead of the Reds Cardinals on opening day. Brian Giesenslaw, thanks so much for being on with us. Good luck tomorrow. Have some fun. We'll see you at the ballpark. Uh, bring a jacket. I've been out of my daughter's <laughs> lacrosse game, and I'm freezing, and I can't think. It's going to be, what, 25 degrees colder tomorrow at this time than it is now. So Perfect. As long uh, as it's not raining. Let's all pack accordingly, guys. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to see everybody tomorrow. Sounds good, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Brian Giesenslaw, Fox. Or, there, I did it. <laughs> we've got, get the, we've already <laughs> get the started. Jar out. Get, the, get jar the jar out. Valley Sports, Ohio's Brian Giesenslaw, kind enough to join us on the Reds Hot Stove League. <laughs> right after we're talking about it. That was great. Stay then hot. Just go BSOH. <laughs> Stay hot. All right, we'll continue to talk Reds baseball. We'll take your phone calls. 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE. Pound 700 for AT&T customers. Talking Reds opening day when we come back here on the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Back on the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF with Jim Day and the Cowboy Jeff Brantley. I'm Tommy Thrall. Visit the Reds Hall of Fame and a museum presented by Dinsmore to see the Pursuit of a Dream exhibit presented by... African American Capital Enterprises, LLC. This inspirational exhibit explores the Negro Leagues, the integration of baseball, Reds baseball in the community, and the powerful symbolism of the Big Red Machine, as well as the contributions of African American Reds throughout the team's history. Plan your visit at redsmuseum.org. Phone lines are open. Feel free to call in with your questions, comments, whatever you got for us. 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE, 513-749-7000, pound 700 for AT&T customers. The big news of spring training. It seems like there's always a big story that comes out of spring, uh, whether it's a player that bursts onto the scene, whether it's something that happens with the team. This happened to be uh, Eugenio Suarez moving over to shortstop. He showed up in great shape. I think we all saw him for the first time. We'd been hearing about it. When we saw him for the first time, he looked like a shortstop. So he moved over to short. He played there the last two weeks of spring training. Now the question is, we're into the the regular season starts now. Does this experiment work? Do the Reds stick with it? Does this last forever? From my take, I think it improves the Reds' infield offense, and, and I'm excited about that. I think the one thing that, that the Reds have to be is, is patient. Uh, especially from a defensive standpoint, when you're when you're switching positions like that, there's a lot there's a lot of play that's been given to the fact that he came up as a shortstop. Well, he hasn't played there for five years, even though we've seen him in a transition or a shifting side where where he's been the lone ranger on the left side of the infield, and he's handled it seamlessly, at least from my perspective. But I think that when when you're designated as the shortstop, I mean, there's a little more to it. And I, I think as soon as that kind of plays out in the mind of Suarez, I, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I, I think that 
really from from my standpoint coverage on the infield now is kind of degraded a little bit you you really don't think of I mean how good would I mean would you really know that Larkin and Ozzie Smith were great shortstops in today's game no I don't think you would I think you take away from the range and the phenomenal plays on that side of the field because you're all by yourself and now it's a shift around and and you're pitching to a different type of of hitter and I don't know. I think it takes away. But I think Suarez is going to be totally fine. And and I think that any time you can put a, a position player in your infield that has a chance to hit 40 or 50 home runs, man, I'm rolling with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of those disparity positions where you normally don't get power out of the shortstop position if you can do that. Uh, and let's face it, we're not here. We're not talking about this if Jonathan India doesn't emerge like he has emerged last right. year at the alternate site and what he did in spring training this year. Uh, and, you know, they're not worried about apparently service time, any of that. They're just rolling with it. He's, he's going to be the first rookie to, de- uh, to make his debut at second base since Pete Rose. It's How been about that? that long. Wow. Um, so, wow. Yeah, Pete Rose was the last rookie second baseman to start on opening day. I don't and ever we, think of Pete playing second. You know, they I, came up as a second know, baseman, know, then I moved know. to the outfield, then back to third. So, and played some first. So he was all over the place. But he, I mean, they have the ultimate confidence in Jonathan India, and his teammates rave about his work ethic too. And he just has presence. He he looks like he belongs, feels like he belongs. Um, so I'm excited to see. You know, can't expect too much from him early. But I think the Reds could be on to something. I think that's the thing you have to keep in mind. You can't put too much pressure on it. You can't expect too much of him. Uh, just go out and see what he does. And, and, and when you look at where the bar was to improve the offense on the Reds infield, look at what the shortstop production was from an offensive standpoint last year. So already moving Suarez over, you get a boost there. So now that hole, that offensive hole moves to second base. It's a pretty low bar for Jonathan India to clear. Let's be honest with ourselves. And he'll be hitting at the bottom of the lineup, the less pressure. So Even though when he steps in against Jack Flaherty, he might be shaking his bones (laughs) a little bit tomorrow, but that's all part of it. We'll see how it goes. Let's talk more about Jonathan India when we wrap up the show next. Still more to get to. It's the Reds Hot Stove League. Spring spring training. Opening day eve here on the Reds. I'll be... I'll be in game day shape by tomorrow, I promise. Still oh, got time to get there. That's right. Opening day tomorrow. We can't wait, and uh, we'll talk more about it when we return. It's the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Things up on the Reds Hot Stove League before opening day tomorrow afternoon, 4-10 beginning. Join the Reds Heads Kids Club for only $30. You get a Reds Heads backpack jersey, an exclusive sunny gray bobblehead tickets, and more, plus a new set of collectible Reds trading pins. Join the Reds Heads Kids Club today at reds.com slash kids club. We've been talking about Jonathan India. I know we're all excited to see him make his Major League debut tomorrow. He figures to be in the lineup at second base. He uh, has made the team. And, and Cowboy, this is so much more, this, this move, the Suarez move, to short obviously created this position but India playing second Moustakis moves to third there's a lot of moving parts here that seem to benefit the Reds in a lot of different ways well I think normally you would think okay you're taking your second baseman you're moving him to third you're taking your third baseman moving him to short and you're playing a rookie at second base you would think that automatically that would make you deficient from a defensive standpoint look Mike Moustakis is way more comfortable at third base than he ever was at second I think that Suarez has embraced playing shortstop. I think he's excited about it. And, and I mean, that 
to me, for a veteran player, that's half the battle. I mean, we, we talk about Suarez in a way that is always on an offensive standpoint, and, and maybe this takes him to a, a different level from a defensive standpoint. And you can bet your bottom dollar that India is going to do everything that he can to stick right there at second base. I mean, we saw that in spring training. Uh, the effort level is there. There's no doubt that this kid has the, the talent to play there. The, the one thing that – and we talked about this earlier. The one thing that you have to – um, have a little patience with early is all of that adrenaline and all of that first time in the big leagues and all of a sudden here's my dream that I had when I was seven years old. All of that stuff has got to play out of his system. And he's got plenty of veterans around him. And, Jim, you were talking about that earlier, about just allowing uh, India to, to hit at the, in the bottom of the lineup just mm-hmm. to get his feet wet and, and kind of move along. I, I don't see India being a – a six or seven hole hitter. I mean, he's more of a guy that you might have at the top of the lineup. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see how it works out. Uh, before we go, Jim, I know you were watching the workout today. What really stood out to you over there at the ballpark? First of all, the place looks great. Um, but I think they're going to wait till tomorrow for the Votto decision. So that will impact the roster. Max Schrock was a guy that was injured. He can hit. Uh, hit a home run off of Sonny Gray in this workout and also a doubled off of Miley. So. Wow. Well, hopefully he we'll looks see. like he's all right. All right, that's good Could news. Could make the squad. Don't know. Certainly. Opening day tomorrow, four ten. Luis Castillo, Jack Flaherty, Reds, Cardinals. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow during opening day when it counts for real. For the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley and Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrall. Good night. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.